0: yay good afternoon brooke how are you feeling today
1: Ooh, um <laughs> today actually i feel pretty okay it's been a rough couple weeks i don't know about you but yeah I'm happy to be here and i'm happy to be talking to you today because yeah. all this mercury energy it's just like yeah definitely despair. it's uh, there's
0: there's so much happening in the, in the air so Welcome to the Persephone program. And I have with me my dear friend Brooke Albrego and of Brooke Albrego Healing, um, who is so important to me in so many ways. Um, she is a, an energy healer, uh, a wise woman. Um, you know, I mean there's so there's so such a multimodality aspect to what you do, Brooke, what, I mean, I know you've been changing this up a little bit, like, what do you call the work that you do and how you approach your, your own practice and I guess life, because it's not just what the work you do.
1: Yeah. You know, I've struggled a lot with like how to label this or like define it just because I feel like it is kind of undefinable. I think a lot of energy workers feel that way. Cause there's all these you know, words that people recognize, right. Like Reiki or this kind of healing, that kind of healing. And I just call it intuitive energy work because literally that's what it is. Um, I, I like to talk about how, like over the last decade, I've developed this kind of, um, like healing toolkit. Right. And so when I work with a person, I have all these different tools in my kit or my toolbox. Um, so whatever that person needs in that session, I can use you know, pull my tools out and use them as needed. So it's never going to be the same for each person. Um, even when I work on a person multiple times over time, no session will ever be the same. Um, so that's kind of how I approach my work and how I describe it to people because it really is undescribable. And even when, after I work with someone, then they get it after they're like, okay, I see what Uh you're saying. (laughs) It really isn't words to, Describe what's happening, what you're feeling as you're, you're being worked on, or as you're experiencing that healing work, even as like a recipient. So I'm just. Throwing intuitive energy work on it because as a blanket, because <laughs> yeah. that's just the easiest thing, I think. But, you know, I've been formally trained in uh, Terra My Psyche Reiki and shamanic healing um, mentoring under Dr. Stephen Farmer and, uh, you know, quantum healing hypnosis and quantum energy field work, um, you know, polarity therapy <laughs> those are some of the tools in my toolbox, but pretty much everything that I do in my work is, are things that I, I used for my own healing. So, you know, things that helped me kind of like throughout my own healing path and working on myself and that I continue to, to heal and work through. Um, those are the things I use in my practice because mm-hmm. I know what it feels like to be able to use them, you know, in a way that uh, helps me. So I feel like I'm more equipped to use them on the other end. You know, I'm sure most healers that's how they probably got into their modality is that they probably use that on themselves to break through something or, you know, heal whatever wound they're working on. And that's kind of how you come to understand how it works. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and
0: it's true, you know, I'm definitely always counseling because my client base is pretty much a all people like you, you know, which I'm very grateful for. Um, but yeah, it's to add different modalities to your toolkit with the intent to, you know, work in a multi dimensional way to help and guide other people through their own life process, through healing, through self awareness. This is the work that we're all doing. And more and more and more, I'm seeing people come into this through you know, with maybe one modality and that add on very, you know, add on a whole bunch of different ones and then change the way that they see how they're doing their work. Um, So, I mean, my mom used to always say like, name it and claim it, you know, meaning like (laughs) as a, as like a, you know, how she was with these little statements, but, you know, as a kind of um, a warning, you know, to like, say like, once you name yourself something, you know, then you're sort of claiming it as your identity and it's always, more multi-dimensional than any one thing and you are definitely that like you are um a very powerful multi-dimensional healer I I like to think of it as like we're all like we're all witches you know we're all healers whatever you want to cut I mean that word uh, has been used way too much but yeah. but it's like hanging out like hanging at your little shingle you know means that you're going to use everything in your toolbox you know to both help yourself obviously first your, putting your oxygen mask on first and then also helping others.
1: Yeah. And even when I, you know, I don't really teach uh, energy work anymore, but when I was teaching, I'd always tell my students, I'm like, look, this is like, you're going to get all these little ingredients and then you get to go make your special little recipe with this. That's like oh. your signature recipe, right? Your special yeah. recipe. And no one's, and if, and if you do that, no one's going to be like you because only you have that secret ingredient, right?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Um, yeah. And So I would always encourage my students. I'm like, don't do it exactly like me. Don't do it exactly like someone you see on Instagram or someone that does a session on you. Don't, don't try and mimic what someone else is doing. Cause you have your own, you have your own way that you're going to interpret it and work with it. And that's like, that's really special. And you're robbing yourself of that. If you're trying to like copy how someone else is doing it. So yeah, getting all your tools, building your toolkit, your toolbox, and then making it your own thing. You know, that's, that's the fun
0: part. So many people, when they're trying to learn more about this, whether it's astrology or energy healing, uh, you know, the, the spiritual world, or just a a look at reality in a multidimensional way, they think that there is like a way, you know, I think that's true for most people, right? They think there's like a specific thing that you have to do, like an equation or, I mean, we're taught that in school, right? There is one way to look at something and this is it but like you said, I 100% agree that everybody is going to bring their own uniqueness. And therefore, if they do want to help or heal or guide, you know, the people that vibe with them, you know, they'll always have that, you know, there, there can be yeah. a million astrologers and a million Reiki healers in the world. And it's only going to hopefully, hopefully, you know, raise the <laughs> vibration, you know, and raise the awareness.
1: Um, I think it but comes I, from a place of like, because I know I, when I first started out, I was the same way. I wanted to do it exactly like my teacher did it. I want, you know, I just looked up to her so much that I was like, wow, she's my, like, she's I, my ideal healer mentor, right? I want to do everything the way she does it because she's she's so good at it. But I think for me and for a lot of people, it just comes from a place of maybe like not feeling confident in yourself and, mm-hmm. and not really like believing in your own magic and your own power. And over the years, I had to really wake up to that and, and work through whatever the blocks were that were holding me in that space. Um, And then I had to spend a few more years really like owning it, you know, (laughs) until finally I was like, Oh, I'm not supposed to be doing this like other people, you know? So it's definitely part, I think it's part of like coming into your own as a healer going through that. Um, so I think that's an important piece in the beginning to learn right that like we have to actually go through it to learn it so it's like oh okay oh I want to do it just like this person and then you do it and you realize you're like oh this isn't working the same or I'm not feeling as connected and then you have to go through it yourself but oh yeah yeah
0: definitely (laughs) I mean it's it's taken me a long time because you know I grew up with somebody that was like, I guess my, you know, it's funny. Cause I thought like, Oh, I've never had a spiritual guru. I've never had a mentor. Well, you know, that was my mom. So yeah, I did, <laughs> you know? I didn't think of her like that. You know, she was my mom and I love to complain about her, you know, um, you know, things like, do you know, my mom hasn't called me in like three weeks. What is she doing? You know, that kind of stuff, but yeah. <laughs> you know, all the other stuff we can come complain about our moms about, but but she was kind of like my mentor too. And I always compared myself with her, you know, as a healer, Mm -hmm, as an astrologer, especially because she's different than I was, you know, and she was extremely intellectual, you know? And, and so I get what you're saying about that, but, you know, I want to say that also like I've been, I've been working in the spiritual and magical realms for a long time and, you know, I haven't seen, I mean, this is an unprecedented time of like so many people like becoming awake and aware. And I've also met so many magical people like yourself that I, to be honest with you, I just didn't know that there were so many. Like when I first met you, it was really profound, you know? I mean, I don't know. It's just, it's, like I said, I've been doing this a long time kind of on my own and I didn't have the community that is there right now and then obviously through our magical community that I share with you you know I've found so many but in in many ways you were kind of like the very beginning of this journey the specific new journey for me because it was 2015 I think that I met you and I was still working my corporate job and like when I met you we didn't meet because I was doing anything really that magical. I mean, I was doing a nutritional talk.
1: <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I remember meeting you for the first time.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I will never forget because <laughs> here I was coming in, like, we're going to talk about like hemp nutrition and like omega fatty acids and, and <laughs> present food to this. Remember that, that half day women's retreat. Uh-huh, I do. Remember that. It was so fun. And then I was like, Oh, sound healing. Cool. I've never done this before. I literally have never done this before. I lay down, remember? And one of, it was the third eye, like
1: you freaking just, it, remember this? that? Because I, <sighs> I saw you, you were in the back of the room and I was, um, yeah, I was playing my balls and I looked, I saw you in the back and you had your like, your hands over your head and you were kind of like, moving around a lot and, and kind of like covering your ears and your head. And I just remember no. being like, Whoa, she hates this. <laughs> like I was so no. like, I'm like, oh wait, she's not relaxed. Like I felt really bad. Like maybe, um, you were just not enjoying the sounds you were hearing, but after I talked to you about what was happening, it made more sense, but it was so funny where I was like, Oh my gosh, she hates this. And like sound healing can do that to people it can agitate or bring up things, which I always just see that as like, whatever that's that, that needs to be experienced right now. But um. Yeah, it sounded like it really kind of blasted your <laughs> your Dude, third eye open.
0: I mean, this sound was so loud. Imagine, I don't know if it's happened to you with 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 sound healing, that it, it was so loud that it was like every, literally every cell in my body was like, it was I, I was like, what the, f-
1: what the f is happening?
0: <laughs> you did it, Brooke. Like you know. It was very profound. And I mean, probably from that moment on, like everything changed in my life because I began, you know, even though, I mean, I've been an astrologer and tarot reader and all this other stuff for a long time, but I wasn't like, you know, standing, I wasn't doing it full-time, I guess, you know, and, um, and so, you know, I was like I had for a long time, I wasn't living like a life dedicated to this. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: I had a corporate job and I had just gone through a separation that was soon to be a divorce. And I was like very, in a very weird space. And like, literally the moment I met you, like, I I feel like my life changed. Mm -hmm. So I want to say this like in public right now, (laughs) you know, so that everybody knows that. (laughs) And then we started to do some really, you, you invited me into your circle, which was so generous of you. And I started to do some moon ceremonies with you and just talking about astrology. And then you invited me to teach at Rising River Wisdom School, which is really the foundation of like the first time that I had officially thought about teaching astrology and sharing it. And it became such an incredible experience because I got to learn from you, your you know, to be, you know, Reiki attuned by you and to learn, uh, the things that you had shared with us that you had learned in regards to shamanic work and all the other modalities that you have. So Mm -hmm. thank you.
1: Oh, the pleasure and honor is mine. I felt the same. We were kind of like destined to meet and, um, I have so much gratitude for Beth who introduced us because she, she kept telling me about you. She's like, you really need to, I feel like you and Michelle really need to connect in me. Yeah. Like she, she could tell that we needed to collide. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, we have a ton
0: of planets, like, you know, connected in our astrology, mm-hmm. um, you know, including like my midheaven, my natal midheaven is exactly your Saturn. Mm-hmm. And um I, my Mars is conjoined with your Venus. Did you know that your Venus is on your Venus? Oh, we could have been in like, I guess, <laughs> I don't know. We have a good connection.
1: Oh, I love uh, that.
0: Yeah. My Jupiter's conjoined with your moon. So there's a oh, lot yeah. of really good stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but Uh, you know, I would say if there, if there is one person in this wonderful community that I feel like I am a part of now, you know, the people that are listening to this are also part of it because most of the people that listen to my podcast, most of my clients will either see you or have seen you or are your clients are, you
1: know,
0: know, everybody knows you, you know, so that knows me. And so that's very cool,
1: you know? Yeah. Yeah, I'm very um, picky about who I refer people to. And so when I have somebody that I really trust, you know, um, that's who I refer to. And you're definitely one of the very few. <laughs> well, thank
0: you. Yes, yeah. I, I aspire to that. Um, and, you know, I mean, it's it's both of us require our clients to take responsibility for their experience. And what we can do only um, as as healers and guides is is to, you know, bring awareness to, the energies around them and to help them through their own process of unfolding or mm-hmm. whatever it is that they need, you know? Um, Definitely. So I asked you a little bit about how like your business and offerings have kind of changed over the years. And you mentioned that you, that you have it, that you've changed kind of ha- because you understand that with all the new modalities that you're incorporating, that you've, you're just general intuitive energy work and whatever comes up, you know? Um, But I wanted to talk to you about something really funny, which is that we had talked recently about, um, you know, creating witch resumes, you know, and I recently noticed, I just, just uh, for a lark, I was Googling like astrologer, you know, jobs uh-huh. And there were all these corporate jobs coming up, like at resorts, like um, Canyon Ranch, this exclusive resort. There are all these jobs coming up for astrologers. Get like, on that, co-star.
1: Like, ah, <laughs> uh, girl.
0: I mean, working I don't for yourself know. better. Yeah, working for yourself is so much better. Yeah, uh, I worked in the corporate world for a long time, in, in, jo- in jobs that I love, like for the record, you know, business, which is fabulous, you know, and so much fun, everything you can imagine. I worked in commercial real estate, I worked in, um, you know, in the nutrition and food world. That's why I know what the corporate thing's all about, yeah. But um, it is, it is and can be very tempting, you know, just mm-hmm. like, ooh, a job, you know, mm-hmm. so... Like, I know that you recently put your, your resume together. Are you going to apply for more jobs like that? I mean, how do you well, feel about, like, I'm, working for a corporation?
1: I'm pretty happy where I'm at. Honestly, I'm kind of in this mindset where, I'm like, if it's not broken, don't fix it. And I have enough on my plate as it is. Like, I really have to be super mindful about scheduling my time off and making sure I get my days off. I book out like a month in advance. I'm just kind of in the space where I'm like, do I really, is it worth it to take something on that I might not have the space or the energy for just to kind of explore that world that I don't really feel that called to? I definitely want to help people and um, making the resume was super fun. Cause like I said, resumes were always kind of a point for me of like stress because I didn't really have, like, I didn't go to college. So every time I had to make a resume for like, you know, kind of a normal job, I would always be really self-conscious about that. Uh-huh. And I think I made a joke with you where I was like, luckily I'm a Libra and I could like charm my way into the job and make up for like not having a college education. And that's Pretty much how I got all my jobs before I started doing this, right? Like I met the people and they liked me, and they didn't really care that I didn't have the the training or the education. Um, but to really like sit down and be like, oh my gosh, here's here's what I've no, here's what I've studied, here's what I've how much time I've put into it. Here is um, you know how many years I trained, who I trained with. It was like really cool to be like, oh, you know what? I actually actually kind of, I do know what I'm doing, you know, <laughs> I should uh-huh. be doing this. Cause, um, you know, I, I'm kind of one of those people that like talks myself down a lot. So it was cool to like make that resume, but I have it now it's all done. So if I do get anything that seems really interesting that I want to explore, I got it all ready to go to send out. So we'll see. We'll yeah. See I mean, know. honestly,
0: as the, the things that we do are becoming more and more, um, I guess, accepted, you know, Mm -hmm. there may be opportunities for us to do even bigger work within the context of what you would call a conventional environment. You know, Mm -hmm. I have done several now, I couldn't have ever imagined this, but I've done several astrology classes and readings for corporate groups um, for their conferences, their online Mm -hmm. conferences over the last year. I mean, I, I couldn't ever imagine being able to do something like this, but it was so much fun and I loved it. And I loved talking about like the inter dynamics of groups within the context of a traditional like working environment. It was really fun. And it's oh, the same that. thing with like, I mean, could you, I mean, what you do, if they could bring that into large scale organizations that are doing like what you would call like mundane things, you know, mm-hmm. how cool would that be, you know, or healing people that are in, you know, like, like what you were talking about working with, um, you know, um, a, um, convalescent home, I think it was, or, or oh, a
1: rehab facility. Or a rehab
0: facility. Yeah. Which is even more important too, because there's so many different types of people in there. And they're all in that like really important healing stage, you know, either coming yeah. from outside of surgery or trauma or whatever. Yeah. But um yeah, they could re like that's that's somebody that could really use Reiki, you know, and a lot of energy. Um some,
1: some hospitals do offer Reiki. Um but I think because of just the whole kind of, you know, the, how official everything has to be there. I think it can't just be like anyone who's trained in Reiki can show up and do it. I think it has to be a nurse and nurses have their own energy healing. They get certified in called healing touch. Um, I have a lot mm-hmm. of nurse clients and they were mm-hmm. telling me about it. Um, and so I think it kind of has to be more official, like on their terms, right. Sure. the insurance sure companies yeah. and, you know, I get it. Um, but yeah, it would be really nice if they offered things like that for people, even if it's just for the stress relief, because stress just takes the biggest pull on your body while you're trying to heal, whether it yeah. be from surgery or, you know, whatever, but I definitely agree. Uh, You know, I
0: just, I agree with you. I kind of feel the same way about, um, you know, kind of sort of still, you know, sometimes I do go back and forth between thinking like, ooh you know, corporate job and like good health insurance sounds really good to me, you know, and then
1: there's so like, I really enjoy, you know, just doing what I do. And yeah. um, I don't think I could go back to having like a boss either. I don't really, I, it's probably like my Leo moon, but I don't really dig yeah. like a boss, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah. And I mean, your Leo moon is also like right at the top of your chart, you know, and it's, uh, you know, I mean, it's, it, it definitely is, it's, it's conjoined, like it's right on top of your mid heaven. Yeah. So you are, you need to be your own boss. Exactly. And, um, you know, you know that, and it, it's been such like a pleasure also like watching you move into leadership with community, you know, mm-hmm. which I talked to you a, a long time ago about with your astrology and you're like, yeah. I don't know, but you're so good at it. You know, you really, you lead a group really well. You're very comfortable in that position. You make other people feel very comfortable too. It's wonderful. So Thank if you. anybody hasn't ever joined Brooks moon circles, um, she does them twice a month at the new mm-hmm. and full moons. And there's sound healing and various other types of energetic healing. There's usually there's a, um, a small ritual or uh, a, a tarot question, um, mm-hmm. associated with the lunation and the astrological energy. It's really fun. And it's a really nice, um, super inexpensive and, you know, very, very
1: value. <laughs> Thank you. It's, it's a great value. And it's um, virtual too. So, um, virtual, yeah. anyone can join anywhere. And I think a lot of people are surprised to, to find out that I'm like a huge introvert, you know, <laughs> because I do leave. Yeah, your Um, like in my personal life, I'm like, I need all my alone time. I'm just a very introverted person. I got my close circle, you know, um, but leading groups and getting in front of people was not easy for me. It never, you know, it's like definitely something I had to really, um, trust and take leaps of faith in doing and just kind of work through it. Um, and I'm definitely to a point where now where I feel really comfortable, but I wasn't always, that way. It took me a while to, you know, I had to work through a lot of like, uh, past life and like fear stuff around being seen and like persecuted and <laughs> like oh. all these, like old yes. wounds were coming up that I really had to like address and work through. But, yeah. um, it did get me to a good place where now I feel, feel comfortable, um, in front of groups and, uh, I, I think just when you get in a group of people that are all showing up to, with the intention of just uh, healing or just deepening the relationship with themselves, the, the energy gets stronger. And I actually love working with these huge groups. Like before, when I was doing the in-person moon circles, those, you know, I had, I had limitations, physical limitations because I only had a space that could fit like 30 something people. I'd have a waiting list every month. I'd feel super guilty because I hated turning people away. And when I, the pandemic hit and I was kind of forced to bring it online, I was like really kicking and screaming about it. I was like, oh, I'm an in-person person. I'm not going to translate well, <laughs> like virtually. Um, and I didn't know what, where to cap off the number of people. Cause I was like, oh, I don't have the physical space. I'm just going to see how many people show up. And you know, every time now there's like 80, 90, hundred people that show up. And if you had told me back then I would be holding groups that big. I'd be like, oh, that sounds like too, that's exhausting. That's too much energy to hold but it's actually been the opposite. Where the bigger the group now, the more, like the more energized and the more connected I feel, even though I'm not physically in the same room as everybody. And so it's happening on like a a deeper level than it was before. And I feel like it's, yeah, I'm the person in talking and in front of the camera, I'm, I'm quote unquote leading it, but everybody's holding space from where they are Yeah, and everybody's holding the energy. And it just, it's really cool. It's been a really amazing, surprising little gift that um, has come out of, you know, having to shift all of our work, this uh, world of technology. And I'm just so grateful for it.
0: Yeah, there's, it's been interesting. I know you're like, and I know what an introvert you are and stuff. I got to say that there's... I really enjoy being in person with you.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, I like
0: that too. Of course, don't, I do don't love give that up, man. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. because there's something also very you know special about it too. But yeah, you're right. I mean, you can reach more people. You can amplify the energy. Mm-hmm. It's super convenient. It's it's really amazing. But um, but I think that it's also you know I mean it's it's just great to be flexible. And certainly the pandemic and all of the things that happened. And there were so many amazing and interesting and fascinating things that happened to so many people that, you know, my clients and the people that I know throughout, you know, and even like myself, I don't think that, you know, if the pandemic hadn't happened, I don't think I would have written my, my little book, you know, and, um, and so much, so much changed. Um, Mm -hmm. So, and one of it was, was your business. Um, And so, I also noticed too that like over the course of the last year too, and I know that you've had a lot of tough transits, you know, your Pluto square, um, you know, your Pluto square Saturn transit, you know, and uh, Saturn and Pluto on top of, you know, or or squaring your sun. I mean, the Saturn Pluto conjunction was square your sun and square your Saturn. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't easy. I mean, in last year, you, you know, and parts of 2019 you had, Saturn also square your Venus and mm. you know, then your Mercury. I and- had a lot of
1: deaths that year. I had a lot of deaths between summer, mm. 20, 2019 to summer, 2020. I had a lot of deaths. Um, and yeah, me too. <laughs> people.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I think mean, a lot of people did, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, my mom and my aunt died, you know, and it was like, Oh my God, you know, it yeah. was a lot. It was a lot. It was real. This, this is personal. Yeah. And your Pluto square Pluto transit, these are really deep, you know, and certainly with Saturn and Pluto, it is about endings and terminations and Mm. rebirths that come, which you can see now through change, you know, I mean, Pluto Mm. as, you know, and Saturn, you know, Saturn was the traditional boundary planet. The last planet that you can, it was visible by the eye before we quote unquote discovered, you know, or Pluto was uncovered to our consciousness. Saturn was the Pluto, you know, it was, mm-hmm. it was the green reaper, reaper, the end of things, you know? Yeah. But when Saturn and Pluto together are together, they these Terminator kind of planets like grind and, and change and ends, endings. And it isn't until you get out of that, a little bit out of that cycle that you can see that it really was like a metamorphosis, a kind of a transformation, but first- yeah you had to feel the, the pressure and immensity of, of, you know, the, the loneliness or isolation that you feel, the, the difficulty that you feel, you know, but it's really, it's really powerful. But anyway, I wanted to ask you your, um, I noticed over the course of the last year too, that like you are incorporating astrology more and more and more. And like, really you've, you've been studying it for years, but like kind of like really more, you know, bringing it on. And I just kind of wanted to ask you, like, how has that deepened or or changed your own understanding of your own consciousness and your passage, like how things are in your life? How has that, how has your understanding of astrology helped you on your own journey?
1: I think that, you know, when I first started learning astrology, I was so overwhelmed by it because there's so much to learn. Um, and I think anyone that starts learning astrology, you just realize it's so much, it's so complex, right? <laughs> and, and so nuanced. There's all these like yeah. factors that you have to take into account. It's not like you can just look at it and be like, oh, that that's what that means. Like you have to look at all the other planets. And um, I think I was really overwhelmed. And I just took it slow. And I, I kind of, the reason why I like your book is that you're using your, um, your life experiences to, as examples of different planets, energies, right? Or transits. And I think that um, for me, anytime I had, I went through something difficult or, um, you know, anytime I just felt like a crisis, I would go to my chart and I'd be like, what's happening here, you mm-hmm. know? And I really learned, through going through those like difficult couple years like i really did learn a lot more about saturn and pluto and now <laughs> I'm learning a lot about neptune <laughs> which yeah. is not fun either but um well, you know i think these like bigger themed planets for me right now um are really my main interest because of just focusing on this more like collective uh energies that i i'm tapping a little bit more into and so it is. It's, it's fun. It's like you get this little decoder, right? Like you, you're like, okay, I'm feeling these energies. Yes. Here's what's happening in my life. And then you look at the little map and you're like, okay, you know, this is here, that's there. I know these energies are squaring each other or, you know, you can really kind of understand it better. You can't stop it from happening. You can't really like change it, but you can shift your perspective on it, you know, and I think that like you, like your book, I'm learning a lot just through my life experience. And I know the older I get, the more I'll come to understand it. And I, what, what I really um, was surprised about that I've learned over the last few years, just how many like big transits you hit in your late thirties, early forties that no one talks about. Like, I, I didn't know about any of that. Everyone just talks about your Saturn return which, you know, does happen later again, but everyone always just focuses on that first one. And now that I'm going through some like tougher ones, I was like, Saturn return was like a walk in the park (laughs) compared to this other shit, you know? Well, I mean, okay,
0: true. And you're right. Like you never stop growing and changing. Okay. So you know that I am, you know, 54 years old and I still, I can't, I didn't expect when I was younger too that, I would still be going through like you like profound transits, even at my age. Right. And it would be all of this, like you said, revelation, but it, you know, the big ones, I think of the thirties now specific to your chart is that you just happen to be somebody that, you know, um, because you know, of your birth actually has not everyone at your age has some of the big transits that you have, but Mm -hmm. you know, the nodal return at about 37 and then the Uranus opposition, which happens to everyone between 39 and 42, just depending. Um, those are really, you know, that's still coming up for you. Those are really big ones. Mm -hmm. Um, but it just so happens that you have had a lot of like really, you know, difficult like squares, you know, from, Mm -hmm. I mean, the Saturn Pluto conjunction is, is, is fairly rare, you know, and, um, I mean the last one happened, you know, just when you were born with that configuration es- essentially, like happened when you were born. And then so that happened and squared or was an aspect to all of your personal planets. And then like you mentioned, Neptune. Neptune is also squaring, you know, your um let's see what was it to your Neptune. So you're having a Neptune square again. Yeah. And a Pluto you know, square. And a Pluto square at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Um
1: Oh, yeah. Man.
0: and you just got through you know um, the 2020 you know Saturn Pluto conjunction squaring your Sun and your Mercury and your Venus and your Saturn. And so it was just like there's a lot like you your particular chart now of course my chart also <laughs> was affected by that too. but <laughs> you know the people that have you know the, the Libras and and the the cancers and the Capricorns. Um, and the Aries folks are, you know, ha- had a little bit of a tougher time with that Saturn Pluto conjunction and everything that happened,
1: mm-hmm. but yeah,
0: so you and your generation are also dealing with, um, with, with the Neptune, but remember also too, that, you know, we have the nodes of the moon and Gemini Sagittarius, which are also, you know, squaring or the eclipses, which are also squaring, you know, your, you've got, you know, Mars, Uranus and Neptune and Sagittarius, mm-hmm. as well as. Series too, um, the asteroid goddess of, of uh, nurturance. Mm-hmm. And so the nodes of the moon throughout their back and forth boogaloo, you know, have kind of like been, you know, squaring some of this energy like this, mm-hmm. this lunar eclipse. So the lunar eclipse that happened was actually sort of like right on top of your Uranus. And so I don't know, did you get like any interesting have you had i think you have like i feel like maybe the stuff that you're working with with the the orca like there's something that's like activating something really big
1: or maybe a deeper channel for you you know orca energy is definitely cl- connected to the neptune stuff for sure it's like oh, come yeah. up a lot in my dreams and i notice because when i hold my groups i don't really plan around the astrology i just pick the dates because my schedule is so tight i have to just find where it fits. And then I always look down at my, um, I have the, the, what is the app called? Let me look it up. The time passages app. I don't know if you Mm -hmm. use that one, but oh yeah, that's a great one. Yeah. And then whenever I look on the day of the orca group, there's always something really interesting happening with Neptune or the moon. And I find that, um, both of those support that energy, but this last, um, the lunar eclipse and Sagittarius, uh, not even through my work, but I had my own like personal, like profound healing happen like two or three days before the eclipse that mm-hmm. just like rocked my world. I'm still like integrating it, but wow, it makes sense to me with having Uranus there, right? And um, Neptune, right? It yeah, just, I mean, like unexpected, so unexpected.
0: All the outer planets are such big energies that, you know, they're hard to define. They do kind of represent like mystical experiences with Neptune being more like this transcendent like love energy and Uranus being like this incredible like download sometimes of like information. It is a Prometheus like, you know, fire, Mm -hmm. you know, where you suddenly know that you have the tools, you know, or the insight, you know. That provides, like, that those incredible like light bulb moments too. Yeah. So, so yeah, that was. It? It's not over, um, because the you know this this um, solar eclipse will be opposing your Neptune. Um, you know, but it's still it's like essentially like at the solar eclipse with the the Newman solar eclipse, the south node of the moon will be close to your Neptune. So there's something having to do with like, I've and I remember the South node is like karma, right? So there's something having to do with maybe like some of what you're bringing in, because I have no doubt that you've been doing this throughout eons, you know, and many, many dimensions in many lives that there's something like coming up that could also be not just healing your past, but also allowing you to sort of release karma and maybe even bring up some old modalities that, you know, you may have had and yeah. you're bringing them now more into this this life, you know?
1: Well, that makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah. Considering the experience that I have, I had right before the solar eclipse, because it was like, I approached it with like a healing intention, right? Like, here's what I want to work through. Here's what I'm trying to work through. And then I just saw all the like, the ancestral karmic, connection to it and had like I did my own spontaneous uh like soul retrieval around it and it was just so I didn't plan that it just like happened it I wouldn't even say I did it I just held space for it to happen (laughs) you know like your guides are pretty much doing it at that point but yeah without get you know I don't want to take up too much time but My intention was that, you know, really something I've struggled with pretty much my entire life that like, since I can remember is depression. That's just been something that like, I've, I've had to learn how to live with for the rest, for like my, my whole life. Um, You know, I've shared a little bit about that, where I've been on antidepressants for a long time when in my twenties and, you know, that's kind of how I found energy work was to help me move through this. And I definitely have like a good relationship with it now where I don't see it as something I need to get rid of necessarily. It's just something that, that's like teaching me, um, you know, about myself or an energy I have to move through, right? I try not to like mm-hmm. identify myself as that. Um, but I think like a lot of people over the last year, it's it's definitely like come in in like a very intense way. Um, and so when you're in that place it can feel very just like I'm here again like you know you're in that like very hopeless place and I've pulled myself out of it like I always do but I think my intention where I was just like can I be done with this yet like I'm if I still need to keep going through these cycles it's fine but like is there any way I can like get to the bottom of this like because I've done so much I've done like a decade's worth of healing work around it um so I asked my guides, I'm like, if, if it's meant to be like, can I get to the root of this finally? And just kind of like see it for what it is. And that was the soul retrieval where um, they brought back uh, my five-year-old, my inner five-year-old and it all clicked into place. And I saw it visually where that was the age that my grandmother, my mom's mom, who I was super close to growing up because she watched me every day because both my parents worked took her own life. And I remember... Oh being, I remember being that age and no one told me what, what had really happened, right? Like they, um, they told me that she died of a heart attack. Cause I think they thought I wouldn't obviously a five-year-old can't understand, you know, what taking your life means. But I, it, it was kind of like the point in my life and in my whole family that really, um, things shattered And we're never the same again, right? It like really ruptured our whole family. And I was seeing that this soul piece had been missing since I was five and had like kind of gone away with her. And she had been keeping it like safe this whole time. But that like piece had been missing this whole time. And that was like the depression piece. And I saw that when she took her own life that me, my mom and my sisters all like absorbed all this like energy through us that she had kind of like left behind, you know, when, when she crossed over and we all like had our own struggles. And so to have that understanding and also to get that soul peace back was really beautiful, but also very painful. Cause then after that, I had this like crazy chest pain. And I literally felt like an abandoned, scared five-year-old again. And that five-year-old soul piece that came back missed her grandma. She was like happy with her, you know, and to have her come back, she was like mad and confused and angry. And um, I had to ask for a lot of help from my other healer friends to help me integrate it. Cause it really was so intense and so painful and one of my friends who's a healer pointed out she goes really interesting that your heart like you have chest pain and at that age they told you she died of a heart attack and you didn't you know like it was all these pieces were coming together um so yeah i'm still integrating that back in but each day i get a little bit more like understanding of it and i'm seeing um I'm seeing the depression now more as an observer, you know, and more just kind of like this piece of something that I took on to help with, like carry the load, um, and to like whittle down and work through in this lifetime. And it's probably something I'm always going to have to work through, but now my relationship to it has changed. And there's not that sense of like abandonment and, um, like grief that, uh, it's shifted a lot. And I think I'll be integrating it for a while, but I'm a little nervous, but also curious to see what comes up this solar eclipse. <laughs> Cause that was just the first one. I was like, Oh, yeah. I, think I better buckle up for this, but, um,
0: well, yeah. listen, Brooke, like, uh, I have had my own experience with, um, you know, a soul retrieval based around a traumatic experience around that same age. Yeah. Um, that is literally like the very first paragraph in the first chapter of my book mm-hmm. was me like remembering being a little child and being in front of my you know albeit it certainly wasn't as traumatic as as the situation with your grandmother but it was traumatic for me you know too, because i lost my father and that's the kind of same situation but that was so profound and healing also for myself because i realized i i changed my own res- my own response to life in a really deep way, when I had that happen, similarly to yours, and it changed everything for me, because I realized that I had been approaching all events in my life and my relationship to all events in my life,
1: mm-hmm.
0: through this same perspective of mm-hmm. a little girl who had, was so desperate and had no idea how to maintain, um, you know, uh, her own survival,
1: mm-hmm. other than
0: in this particular way, like for you, it might've been like, like you said, like taking on, you know, some of this, you know, this depression that your, your grandmother had. And I want to mention, you know, with, you know, we rectified your chart or you rectified your chart fairly recently, and you do have Saturn and Pluto in your 12th house, you know, Mm -hmm. and your son is like really riding that cusp between the 11th and the 12th, but, you know, depending on obviously the you know, the house system that you use and I'm using Placidus, but regardless, um, yeah. So Saturn and Pluto in the 12th house, I mean, together, they both have the opportunity you mentioned earlier, like doing the work, like 100% you can transform, not just your relationship to this depression through awareness and understanding kind of where some of it came from, Mm-hmm. Because that's Pluto. I mean, Pluto, wherever you have Pluto, you can't, and Saturn, you can turn your scars into stars. Mm-hmm. I say it all the time, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's really possible, you know, through awareness. I and mean, it doesn't mean that you're not going to have, like you said, you know, before, you're not going to feel at times lost and depressed and unhappy mm-hmm. um, or go through the different types of things that you feel, but your relationship to it can change and you can regenerate from that like a whole new relationship to yourself and to life itself. Like you, I, from an astrological standpoint, you 100% have the power to do that.
1: Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah.
0: In, in my experience. Yeah. Um, and sense. I, I think that, you know, you, you can, you can look for some more magic this week yeah. along those lines. You yeah. Know?
1: I'm open, you Make know, for it. it was one of those things where um, my guides were kind of Teasing me afterwards, like that's what you asked for, you know. <laughs> <laughs> i just kind of because I was like literally, like, <laughs> I was like literally in fetal position crying for like a week after that, you know. It was just so raw, so raw from that, and I was just yeah, just in my fields. My guides were just like, you, be careful what you ask for. <laughs> yeah, so right? I'm not asking exactly. for any big things this time. I'm <laughs> just like approaching it with just like whatever's for the best you know highest and best good I I trust you guys but I'm not making any special requests this time
0: (laughs) yeah 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 that's a good idea yeah I'm just like I'm also like just trying to stay really open I'm I'm uh I'm on um you know I'm on a little bit of alert because um my partner has a moon in Gemini and Venus in Gemini and he's a cancer. Um, and he has, uh, he's like a 20 degree cancer. And mm-hmm. Mars is like, I mean, he's, he's got, he's like activated in so many different ways. Cause like Mars yeah. is now at the anoretic degree mm-hmm. and it's going to be moving into Leo right after the eclipse, which is great. Cause it Mars likes to be in Leo, not mm-hmm. so much in cancer. Um, mm-hmm. So that's happening, but there's just, I kind of feel like if, if we can all be as, sort of aware and poised, I guess, as we can to sort of maybe allow some of the magic to come through. We can mm-hmm. all have breakthroughs. I mean, eclipses often can be breakthroughs, you know? Right. But they're really profound. Like you, you know, it's it's definitely a time where I don't try and assert myself too much. I just I'm I show up for it as consciously mm-hmm. as I can and like try and like dig into the messages that come from the void and the stillness and that threshold, the liminal spaces, you know, it's Mm -hmm. a very liminal thing. So, you know, it's like, it's like being in that space between like waking and, and, and sleep, you know, where you remember your dreams and things are coming through and, you know, um, you know, so it's, it's exciting, you know, it's, it's kind of exciting and it's, it's a bizarre time that we're in, um, you know, but I think that, we can all have so much like breakthroughs we can all mm-hmm. of us you know if we listen to the still small voice within if we use the energy to break free the Uranus saturn square which of course is in activation uh, you know by square also of your ascendant and descendant like there's ways that you can break free just from um i don't know things that have held you back just like you mm-hmm. are you know but yeah. um but I just, I love the work that you're doing. I adore you. I cannot thank you enough for all the healing work you've done in me. Thank you.
1: Thank you for all your help.
0: Um, you so yeah. Much. I mean, it's a, it's just such a like, it's such a privilege to be in community, you know, with amazing people like yourself and um, how you're sharing your journey with other people is incredible. And like, I send you blessings all the time and, uh, um, yeah. So I don't know, like, I was going to say, is there anything that you wanted to, I know you were talking earlier, like anything you wanted to talk about, um, other than like all of these massive revelations or, um, anything that you want to ask about astrologically or, um,
1: yeah, so we have the second uh, Uranus um, mm-hmm. Saturn square, right? Yeah, and that's what date is that? That's on June. It's June. It's on the fourteenth, which is Four-day. Monday.
0: Okay. But remember too that, like, you know, all these like big events. Um, especially when they have like, like the the Saturn, Uranus square is basically in orb, you know, within Mm -hmm. an orb means the degree of separation between the planets.
1: Right. Um,
0: and usually with outer planets, I mean, honestly, I take up to 10 degrees as an orb for outer planet transits, whatever, whatever they may be, you know? So Mm -hmm. if like, you know, if you say like Saturn is square, your, you know, um, your Saturn, you know, or Pluto square your Saturn right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it is by just a few degrees, but it has been square your Saturn for a long time, you know, because it takes, especially when, when, um, squ- when planets are getting closer to each other, they ca- that's called applying when they are applying to exactly conjunct. It's still, the energy is still there for that entire time. It yeah. isn't just like on that event. So Yeah the event is June 14th, Monday, June 14th. So it's but we're already just, feeling it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting to see if anything happens like on that date, but like, if you think about the first um, square being in February, but to be honest with you, the whole time period of, of January, it was still kind of, you know, an orb yeah. and, um, and a lot of things were happening like on January 20th, the inauguration day that was really also activated, but this whole week is going to be really interesting. Okay. Well, this whole month is going to be really interesting and certainly this whole week and solar eclipses, you know, we won't have another one for a long time. So there's certainly another six months um, before we have, um, I think it's the first week of December that we have our next solar eclipse. So there's a six month orb, I guess, of effect for this. Uh, But I feel like once, Mercury, because Mercury is conjoined with the solar eclipse.
1: Yeah,
0: and it um, once Mercury goes direct, and Mercury is also like um, what they call kazimi because it's close to the sun. So the sun overpowers Mercury. So and Mercury's already retrograde. Mm-hmm. It's like what, like everything's gonna what happening is happening right now. Like it won't really come out till later. Is what I'm trying okay. To. You know. Yeah but there's a lot of shit happening
1: underneath the scenes and in our psyches and things like that. But um, I feel like so much drama lately, not for me yeah. personally, cause I, I'm really good. I mean, I'm not really good at staying away from it, but I've been, I've been <laughs> very consciously like staying away from it and not not, uh-huh. not, taking the bait so to speak. Yeah. Um. Everyone around, who just watch, I'm just putting out fires left and right and just like sitting back. And I just feel like I'm watching like the apocalypse around because <laughs> people are just really um projecting and there's a lot of like boundary stuff I'm noticing mm-hmm. and uh real gossipy, and real oh gosh I just Ugh. I'm standing back and I'm just yeah. observing without like absorbing right that's like how the best way to do it but um it's really interesting to watch and to be like, oh, I don't think, I think this is still going going to go for another week or so, you know, it's just, yeah. And that's a lot of my um, clients and even just on social media, I'm just like, guys, be the observer. Like, don't, don't take the bait, you know, <laughs> like don't do it. 100%. <laughs> you feel solid
0: advice, you guys.
1: <laughs> Rowsy Every, like it's a trap. It's a trap. Stay. It's a trap. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is a perfect thing to end on. It is a trap. Stay out of it, you guys. Like everybody, you know, keep your <laughs> own counsel for now. You know, you can get assistance, but uh pause before reacting. Positive. Right. Pause before re- reflect. Mm-hmm. I now I had a client that I just recently told her that wanted to have a confrontation. She's like, is this the perfect time? I'm like, no. Girl, this <laughs> is literally the most unperfect time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Opposite. Do not have the confrontation right now. You can make decisions. That's fine, but take a deep breath. Yeah. Wait a couple weeks. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Oh my gosh. Well, you are just so wonderful and I just adore I you. Too. I love you. I love you too. Thank you for sharing Thanks your for journey. Me. And we um more soon, we can't you know, so you, are you doing, um, a ceremony
1: this week? Yeah. I got a ceremony okay. on the 10th. Um, okay. if anyone wants to sign up, I'm not sure when this will come out, but um, I I did, every new and full moon, I have a ceremony. So if there's a okay. new or full moon, I'm having a ceremony and they can sign up on my website or through Instagram. Um, yeah. Okay. So it's
0: brookalbrigohealing.com. Mm-hmm. Brook
1: without an E
0: Brook without an E. Yes. Albrego is A-L-B-R-I-G-O, healing.com. And on Instagram, um, at Brooke Albrego Yeah. Okay. Can't remember. Mm-hmm. Okay. Perfect. So yeah, sign up. I mean, the good thing to do on the eclipse is to do like a little, like really gentle healing and, yeah. you know, and it's and too. you know, yeah. it's, that's amazing. So, um, there's no reason to not do it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, that's happening on the tenth, um, in the evening at seven PM, virtual online. So I definitely recommend that for for this week, and I re- recommend Brooke highly for any of the energy work that you might need. It is so important to integrate mind, body, and spirit into your journey of wholeness. It is the the true key, you know, to being able to transcend, and transmute. All right. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, Michelle. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye.